This episode of the Morning Stream PM is brought to you by Original Grain, the premier maker of wood and steel watches. For a limited time, visit OriginalGrain.com and receive 25% off your order when you use the special code TMS. Some exclusions apply. See the site for details. That's OriginalGrain.com and use that code TMS to save 25% off. Coming up on TMS, Carter's Monkey Island Adventure. The gigolo economy. Seven brides for seven Bradys. Hey, where's Ann B. Dead these days? <laughs> we have all the brands of ducks. One nipple fake steak twister. Give peas a chance. We ask for more fish waffles. <laughs> Making things with Bill. Jury duty and more on this episode of The Morning Stream. Take the chicken wing, it's soft, and use it as a suppository. Leave it in for 10 minutes. It'll take you out of your misery. More news later on this CBS station. The Morning Stream. Save it for the French. Look at the chat room doing Todd Cocker impressions. It's fantastic. Is it? Uh, Can't say it's been that good labor of love after this year. <laughs> Bearded no. fruit. The jizz whiz. <laughs> the giz, jizz whiz. Yeah. Uh, we found out today, Brian. Um, that's Brian. I'm Scott. Hi, everybody. Good morning. Oh, hi. Yes, hi. Uh, I found out today. I got a message at like 6 o'clock this morning in my email saying that the podcast People's Choice Awards, they're calling it now. Mm, mm. No, that's what they've always been called. Well, wasn't that just a category? I thought it oh, was. Oh, you're a, right. Because it was just the, the right theory using the general podcast awards was the was the full thing. Yeah. So and now they're calling it the People's Choice Awards. According to my email, that, that is. As the people have spoken, and uh, this is their choice. <laughs> it says right here. Uh, you were doing a little bit of uh, This American Life. Yeah, well. Ira Glass. Yeah, yeah. a little bit. <laughs> it says, uh, it's that time of year that again. <laughs> the 14th Annual People's Choice Podcast Awards, he's calling it. Uh, nomination periods open on July 1st. We have emailed nearly 3 million podcast listeners over the past week, letting them know that nominations open on the 1st. If you're still actively podcasting, this is the time to get registered so that your fans can nominate your show starting on July 1st. Wait, I, I thought you... 14 years. Plus, wow. didn't it used to be that the... I thought they had to... Not, or no. I thought we mm. had to nominate ourselves and pay 10 bucks or something. Wasn't that yeah, the deal? Yeah. Well, and your listeners can nominate you too. Like, we pay the 10 bucks to be in the nomination field. But I don't think we're doing that now. Are we? Let's see. It's, it's got to still be the case. Let's see here. Podcastawards.com. Uh, 14th Annual People's Choice Podcast Awards. Open to podcasters worldwide. Register your show to participate. Okay, if I hit show registration, let's see what it asks for. Uh, registration fee. Yeah, they still do a fee. Mm-hmm. Mm-hmm. How much is this fee? They don't tell you. Oh, 20 per show? <laughs> Goodbye. Oh, it's gone up. It was 10. <laughs> yeah, they doubled it. Yeah, I'm not doing that. Yeah. Look, there's a stack of trophies over there. I'm good. I'm all good. Right, exactly. <laughs> I don't need this one again. We won when it was free. <laughs> <laughs> I am still the, am I still the, uh, let's see here, uh, the the Coverville Podsafe music category. Yep. Yep. Oh, it's right, still named after you. That's fantastic. Still named after me. I don't know why we're not the morning stream comedy pa- uh, category because. He hates us. That's why. We he, won just as much for that. I don't think he realizes that 
there there are times in my life where I think he doesn't know that TMS also has his beloved Coverville Brian Ibbitt on it. I don't think he knows that. Right. Right. Or at least he doesn't seem to know. Now they're associated with the uh, Diamond Group, and uh, you know they uh, did that whole thing with the gaming of the system, and that was just you know labor. It was not a labor of love that year. I it, can tell you that for it, sure. Not at all. Bearded fruit. Bad gay movies. The Angry Chicken. He's got oh the Angry Chicken. There we know them. Anyway, I don't know if I want to call it a labor of love after this year. Yeah, that's the that's the one. <laughs> so anyway, let it let it be known. You can vote for podcasts again. Hey everybody, it's vote June. Pod- they're back. June nineteenth. June eighteenth. That means they got how many days? You got uh, geez, the first what is that? Days. I don't know. Twelve days, and then you can go yeah. see if we're on there. If we're on there, then you can uh, see. That's the weird thing. You pay to be on the list, but then you have to wait for fans to nominate you. Is that the deal? Right, or you can you can probably still nominate yourself. You pay to be on the list, nominate yourself, and then you still you probably still want to recruit your fans to nominate you because I'm sure it's still a popularity contest of. who can get the most nominations Mm. see that's and you know we we talk about this every year but that's why i think that the podcast the the academy has got it right because it's not a popularity contest of who can get the most clicks it's you know it's members of the academy listening to your show and saying oh this one's good all right i'm going to nominate this guy and Mm. and uh and and get people in well this the in in a final note todd says the jizz whiz the jizz whiz take that (laughs) You know, <laughs> it was Gizwiz. It was always Gizwiz. It was never Jizwiz. Right. Right. Exactly. That's a whole different show. It was. Um, all right. So it is the 18th, as I mentioned. It is 2019, and we got a show to do. And we're going to do it. Uh, sent my daughter off to Japan this morning. So uh, that's not me getting rid of her. She's going on a trip that was her choice to go. <laughs> um, she, uh, You're going off to finishing school in Japan. You better come back a sumo wrestler or a sushi chef. One of the two. Balance a, a book on your head. Like a like a proper lady, uh, no. She went there for uh, for a trip. She's going with her cousins. Uh, they're all going together. One of the, which is uh, staying there for two months because his wife is Japanese and is having their next baby in Japan, so that they can have dual citizenship. Uh, cool. I don't know if that's just a backup plan or what that is, but uh, <laughs> she may represent the first birth in Japan's uh, uh, in the entire year. That's not true, but Japan has a terrible birth rate. Anyway. Does she uh, is she going with somebody who speaks the language or? Well, she the so she'll be with this pregnant sister in law bunch who's oh. totally native, but also Thatcher gotcha. knows uh, my nephew Thatcher knows uh, knows the language really well. Her other cousin Lexi does not. So if Carter and Lexi are ever just sort of lost out on their own, they will mm-hmm. be, uh, uh, you know, but they won't know what to say or do. But Carter, right. you know, it, it's still pretty easy to kind of get around and do stuff. Uh, yeah, they're used to tourists, right? They know what's up. Yeah, yeah, they totally know what's up. Yeah, they know you want noodles. Yep. Uh, where's the <laughs> where's the hardcore cartoon porn, that kind of stuff? You know where to go. Right. Oh, geez. Yeah. Stay out of uh, not Shibuya. Uh, where is it? Akihabara. Oh, stay out of Akihabara. Really? Because yeah. I thought that was the like the cool video game place. Is that the porny place now? It is. It's porny. It's porny. It's at like uh, every. Every retail store along that main strip in Akihabara is either a maid cafe, uh, an anime little figure porny shop, or a um, a retailer of really good deals on electronics. Oh, okay. I had no idea. I thought it was just game stuff. I don't know why I thought mm-hmm. that, or anime or no, something. No. But I guess it goes deeper. It goes deeper. I mean, you know, it's got a it's got to appeal to. Uh, um, it's got to appeal to a wide variety of people. So it appeals to the dads who are there, 
you know, carefully looking at the, mm-hmm. the scantily clad anime figures as they walk by mm-hmm. and uh, and appeals to the... What's a maid cafe? Tell me what a maid cafe is. What's that? That is where you go in and you are um, you are treated to desserts usually by a uh, an attractive younger Japanese lady in a maid outfit who comes when you call. Basically, she is at your beck and call and she takes pictures with you and um, uh, does kitty ears and stuff like that and I mean, USA are they straight one. up? Are yeah. they straight up like hookery and stuff? Like, could you say, "Hey, no, 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 no. Okay. you can't go, you can't get any, you know, <laughs> any, uh, <laughs> you can't get any of that stuff going okay. on there." But all right, I mean, I mean, I, you know, I've never been, have no idea. But it was she's fun, a, you know. Tristan and Tina and I did that. It was like, you know, there was a there was a whole bunch of stuff on our list to do. We had to do to the ro- we had to go to the robot restaurant and watch a robot battle. We had to go to uh, that restaurant with the uh, the dude who. Uh, <laughs> Came out in the frog costume with the puppet on his wiener. Oh, right. That guy. We we had to go to a maid cafe. We had to go to a ramen place, a a yakisoba place, or yakitori place. Um, I wanted fish waffles, which are not really made of fish. They didn't have any more fish waffles. We asked (laughs) asked for for more more fish fish. waffles, and they (laughs) wouldn't give us any more fish waffles. (laughs) I've never heard of that. Is that a thing, fish waffles? Oh yeah, yeah. So there's a a place that is older than dirt, and it still uses the same cast iron things to make these um, these waffles that are filled with uh, the sweet red bean filling. That's really really good. Um, there's only three or four of these. There was a, a Bourdain episode that talked about it. And it's like, oh yeah, we totally got to go there and check it out. It was delicious. It was really good. A little, you know, crusty on the outside, soft and uh, um and warm and tasty on the inside but are they but are they're they, just shaped like fish are they they're not sweet? actually oh okay so they're yes. still kind of they're kind yeah. of a pastry then they're not a they're basically waffles in the shape of a fish with uh, uh red bean uh curd in the middle of them okay that sounds all right i'd eat that it's fantastic it was so good why they call them because um, they're only they're shaped like fish that's the only reason they call them yeah fish. and i called them fish waffles there is there's a better there is a way better uh term for them that's not fish waffles but uh it sounds like something colonel potter would yell doesn't it fish waffles fish waffles he'd say as somebody major burns <laughs> get the fish waffles out of my office <laughs> i could totally hear that i guess those two did those two uh not overlap well they did yeah burns was there they for did. uh oh a while actually multiple seasons and okay. uh, uh, winchester didn't show up till like i want to say he had four seasons left is all he wasn't there very long mm. I mean, he was there long enough. Four seasons long for anybody, but but yeah, you had go. Frank for a while. Yeah, there's yeah a here little... we go. It's called taiyaki. Taiyaki. It is a Japanese fish-shaped cake. It imitates the shape of the Japanese uh, red sea bream, which is na- which is named after most common filling is red bean paste that is made from sweetened azuki beans. Other common fillings could be custard, chocolate, cheese, or sweet potato. Um, yeah, there was a place. Uh, can't remember where it was in the city, but we went there and it was. The, one of the original places to make this, and it was like um, centuries. This thing has been around. Really? Wow. Yeah. All right. Glad Absolutely the... delicious. And the red bean, the red bean paste. It just doesn't sound good. Like, mmm, red bean paste. Yeah. It doesn't sound good. But it's like this. It's like a sweet, like not as sweet as like a custard or a chocolate filling, but but semi-sweet um, filling that's got such a great, uh, rich flavor to it. 
Nice. When you looked at it, did you say this? You uh, fish. Did you do that? <laughs> no, I didn't. But boy, I wish I would have now. Yeah, now yes. that you think about it, it would have been the right thing to do. Uh, <laughs> all right. Well, anyway, I'm excited. I'm nervous. Not nervous. Just, you know, I just I, it's weird. I Carter and I have an yeah. attachment yeah. and uh, it's hard for me when she goes anywhere. And uh, like we collaborate and we mm-hmm. create art together and we're always laughing and we share memes all day and. Like I've got a really good relationship with her, and so when she and we can still do this, she'll have her phone. We have an international data plan. She can send up pictures, and it's all exciting. And it's not like this is the 1800s, and I'm sending her into three month ship of freaking dysentery, <laughs> right. right? Like it's not that big a deal. But, Please write, write to me, but, uh, send me your. Let your me know when you have arrived. Some, some three months from now. May how you, long? How long is she going? Uh, I guess total of eight days is how long she'll be gone. T- a day and a half of that is travel, so yeah, yeah. So I guess good six and a half days of uh, of Japan, and they're gonna go. They got one of those two hundred dollar go anywhere super train deals. Oh yes, yeah. So it, it's totally cheap. worth it. Totally cheap. And there's a great there's a great app that's um, in English that will you know basically say I want to go from here to here, and it tells you not only like all right you want this train and this train and this train, but it says take this train to this station. And then you're going to go up this platform to uh, track six yeah. and take this train. Like it tells you track numbers, which is great. Yeah. So, so they're in Tokyo. She probably already has that, or somebody already has. Somebody, that. I think her, I think her, her cousin does. But she's got two oh. days in Tokyo, two days in Hiroshima, two days in mm. um, Okinawa. I think that's oh, it. Nice. But everywhere, pretty much everywhere that you can go that matters. And she's going to that place where they have all the monkeys. Uh, yeah, that uh, that uh, that uh, monkey right, island like a or a bunch of hot tubs filled with monkeys. Uh. <laughs> no, I don't know if it's that kind of. It's the ones oh, that that's, are in the, the, thing. that's the frozen one. Yeah, just the monkey island. Yeah, the monkey island where they th- where they steal your phone and stuff. Like they'll come up and grab your shit and run. Right. It's that kind of monkeys. And I told her I said be very careful because people lose their bags and their and their phones all the time. Because uh, there's a cat island, a bunny island, and a monkey island around. Yeah, they want to do. There's also a deer island and a um, one other. Kind <laughs> it's, so, of, it's like a video game, isn't yeah, it? Yeah, like, <laughs> it totally is. I mean, literally, like, Monkey Island is a video game. That's well, what's funny. yeah, it totally is. But like, you expect Link to now have to go. Oh, now I have to retrieve the the silver gem from Deer <laughs> Island, and then <laughs> it does. It feels it feels like a fantasy land, but apparently these are these are the real deal. So she's gonna go. Yeah, Japanese macaques. I shall see some of that. Um, uh, is there a rabbit island? I don't know. Maybe the chat room might be making that up. Yes. Uh, but anyway, she's going to, for sure, Monkey Island, and then I don't know what the others are, but she loves animals, so that's a big thing for them. That's cool. Anyway, they're going to have fun. She'll fly home on her own, though, because the other two are staying longer for the baby thing. Well, she'll use a plane. Oh, yeah. She'll fly home on a plane. Yeah. 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 Okay. Aeroplane, right. we call them. She won't fly home on her own. I no, mean, there'll no, be a no. yeah, There'll yeah. be a plane and a pilot. And yes. I mean, the Atlantic, or the, excuse me, the Pacific. Which way are they going? Yeah, they're going Pacific, obviously. That'd be dumb going the other way. Uh, the Pacific is a long, wide breadth of of water, a vast nothingness. She'll need a plane to get across it, Brian. That's right. Well, it depends on what she finds on Monkey Island. She might find the the rune of flight. Yep, yep. You never know. At <laughs> the, the rune of teleportation. and At the Ooga go. Booga Peak, and she'll get that, and it'll go, and then she'll fly home. It'll all be great. Exactly. Having another half and half this morning. This is not soda or any kind of beer, everybody. It's just a half and half. Look, check it out. It's It's Arnold, and it's half Arnold, half Palmer. There's Arnie, looking all uh, golfy and stuff. The late, great 
Arnold Palmer. Yeah, he. What did he die from? Too much half and half. Like, what was his? Death? <laughs> the wrong balance of iced tea to lemonade is yeah. what he died from. <laughs> I don't know. I mean, I hope incorrect, not. Incorrect, incorrect proportions of uh, tea to lemonade. I love them, so I hope I'm not drinking my way to Arnold Palmer's death. We'll don't see. worry, they won't. Uh, yeah, they're not going to all of a sudden be. Oh my gosh, this is what actually killed him. There you go. Obsidian says he was hit by a golf cart. The Hulk threw it at him. <laughs> Boy, Sidian's on one this morning. Jeez. All right. Oh, hey, any good lift yeah. stories yesterday? Anything fun happen with you? Um, you know, I had quite a few. I did ten rides yesterday to kind of get caught up with my uh, the numbers I have to reach by July sixth for yeah. the for the bonus deal. Um, it was a lot. It, you know, it's funny. It, I would actually say. Uh, uh, well, let me answer your question first. No really interesting lift rides. I mean, I had a guy who came to Denver from New York uh, with a, or came to Boulder. I went up and, and uh, drif- drove in Boulder yesterday. Uh, came to Boulder from New York with a coworker. Um, the place where they work is also where his ex-wife or soon-to-be ex-wife works, and he's going through a really nasty divorce, and the two of them had this big heated conversation in the back. I mean, I felt like, you know, I felt like I, if I was a chauffeur, I could have like done up a little window between just to kind mm-hmm. of increase the privacy. But, sure. you know, he's like, uh, so, you know, what, uh, I know she's been sending you texts. What, uh, what has she been saying? Can I see the text? And she's like, yeah, you can see him. You know, it's just basically uh, calling some mean names. And then I was like, wow, what the heck is going on? I want to drive these people around longer and hear the story. But, but of course, you know, I, even when they say something funny, yeah. I don't react because I don't want them to feel like I'm sitting there listening in. Right. So like, you know, he says something like, you know, well, she's she's a total catalyst for me. And and uh, and the woman he's with says, oh, yeah, oh, really? What, what's a catalyst? And he says, you don't know what a catalyst is? <laughs> and and I can't react. Right, right. <laughs> like, jeez. <laughs> <laughs> You don't know what a catalyst is. You don't know what a catalyst is? It's the finest but, uh, automobile made by American Motor Corporation. <laughs> That's right, the GM catalyst. Wow. Um, but, uh, um, yeah, so I can't react. And it's funny because I, I I, know there's a big difference between me and what I do and what maybe like a sex worker does. Oh, yeah, I would hope so. But there are a lot so. of parallels. And I was thinking about that. You When you're driving and you've got somebody who isn't in the car talking, mm-hmm. Um, you think about these things like, all right, well, I based completely on the client on what they want to do, right? They want to, uh, if they want to talk, if they want to be quiet and just get it over with, then, then that's fine. Sometimes they get in the front, sometimes they get in the back. Mm -hmm. That's a little, another little parallel. Um, some, if they want music, if they want it hotter or colder, then I (laughs) control that. Well, maybe it's not that much like a sex worker. <laughs> yeah, maybe not exactly, but uh, no, it's you know fair enough. But yeah. I mean, it is a similar thing. Like it's uh, um, <laughs> people in the chat are having fun with the uh, the very little, uh, very much like a <laughs> sex worker. Yeah. Um, but I mean, yeah, there was it, it is much like, uh, with the exception of the actual sex part, it is a basing it completely on. It's a very it's a very intimate experience because we're enclosed in a vehicle and it's just the two of us or just the three of us if it's you know if I'm driving more than one person around. Right. And I base everything completely on the cues and the signals and the body language of the rider. If I'm going to talk, if I'm going to be quiet and let them do what they want to do, 
uh it's it's you know it's very in that aspect that one way <laughs> that very, one very way yeah. no exactly i totally get right. that like uh you're yeah. like anybody who's doing a hospitality type service right right but you know like a like a, a person at at a check-in desk for a hotel doesn't have to do this as much right because right. it's right that's true you know yeah if you've got like somebody who's you know rolling around with you all day it's more like that. Like I, I'm trying to think where you like. If right. you have a personal assistant like, or something. Again, like that. you're you're enclosed in a in a space where it's you and the customer. I mean, like a um, a personal trainer would have this. A massage therapist would have this. Mm. Where they've got this this you know solo experience that um, where you're basing it completely on cues from the uh, from the client. Yeah, and there's a certain uh, there's that trust thing flowing through the whole deal, right? Like. Right, exactly. They, they have to I really trust didn't that you're not think psycho. it was. I, I was kind of using it as kind of a little, not a bit, but like kind of like a little comedy thing of saying it's similar. But right. now that I'm talking about, it, it's like, all right, what kind of is? And the chat room's like, oh yeah, Brian, yeah, yeah sure, just <laughs> sure, like a, just like, just like a sex whisper. <laughs> Fine, whatever. Look, whatever. All I know is if you're if you're driving erratically or being weird or over talkative, <laughs> you're not the kind of Lyft driver I want. Brian, Brian's right. describing what I want from my Lyft guy. From my gig economy or whatever that's called. Is right, that what that's exactly. called? The gig economy where we're all doing driving, sharing, and uh, you live at my house for a week. Airbnb and there's all that. And, People um, driving right. your food to your house. That's the Ford gig economy. Ash, exactly. Yeah. Yep. What does that stand for? That's right. Gig economy. I think it's just gig. Like you're, like it's a gig. Like you're, like a band gets a gig and they're doing the gig. Oh. I, I don't think that. it's. I don't think it stands for GIG. It says, uh, in a gig economy, temporarily flexible jobs are commonplace. Companies tend toward hiring, blah, 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 breaking down gig economy. I'm trying to find a, a like a straight definition. Of where the term where the, where the term comes from? Yeah, because yeah, I, I, now, I'd never thought of that until you just said it. Because I always thought it was like short for gigabit or giga, some kind of, you know, thousand mm-hmm. word uh, or something like that. And you've, right, you, right, right. I think you're right. Oh, gee, I see what you're saying. Uh, Ib de bloke, Id, Id de bloke, I be de bloke says, so you're in a confessional kind of like it's, uh, but that's the thing that the couple that were in the back, I want to make sure that they don't associate as confessional. Like, um, I want them to not even think about the fact that I might be listening to the conversation. Like, right. I don't want to make it obvious. I don't want to be, I'm, I'm not there to listen to their conversation unless they're saying, ah, drop me off here and, and I'll, you know, walk the rest of the way and. Just that way I can stop at a Starbucks or something. You're totally right, by the way. I found the definition temporary work or temporary employment also referred to as gigs, therefore the gig economy. There you go. I had no idea. Sometimes I get it right. No, no, no. You got it. <laughs> you were totally right. I had it in my head. It was some, you know, uh, Silicon Valley word, you know, yeah. and it is sort of. Yeah. I mean, it is still kind of a hipster kind of name for the thing, but. I've heard mm-hmm. sharing economy. I've heard all that kind of stuff, mm-hmm. but gig yeah, economy right. is the hot new uh, phrase, and now I understand its origin. Yay! Yeah. Funny, I did have a, a woman I drove yesterday in Boulder who um, we were talking about working from home because you know I, I she was asking me, do I do this full time? I said no, actually full time. I do podcasting and freelance and graphic mm-hmm. design. Actually, I didn't mention take that back. I didn't mention podcasting at that point. I just said I do freelance graphic design web stuff she's like oh okay and and i said i just kind of look at this as when i need a break from being in the basement of my house working all day then i can go and drive for a couple hours and get a little bit of a break she's like oh yeah and you know i tried working from home for a while and i'd have netflix on on one screen and 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 
my work on another screen. I wasn't getting anything done. I said, yeah, you know, you can't, it, it takes a certain kind of discipline to be able to work from home. She says, well, now I've switched to podcast. And I said, oh, really? What, what uh, podcast are you listening to? And, and it is kind of like thinking, all right, let's let's a little uh, little self promotion here. Let's see what happens. Mm-hmm. And she says, "Well, mostly comedy podcasts." Oh, hey, we're pretty funny and sometimes. I said, and I said, "Oh, well, then you might. There's a show you might want to check out called The Morning Stream." Mm. And we just pulled up to her uh, uh, apartment when I was starting to tell her about that. So, hey, if she's checking it out, hello there. What was her name? Do you remember? I don't remember. Uh, Joanna, I think. Joanna. All right, Joanna. So, hi, Joanna. Joanna. Hope you're enjoying the show. This is the comedy part. Yeah, welcome to the comedy part of the show. Aren't you impressed? If you don't like this, go watch... Bad gay movies. Or... Bearded fruit. (laughs) All right. None of that's going to mean anything to her if she's actually No, not at all. No. But everyone who's been listening for a long time knows what we're doing. (laughs) Once you... You know, you'll catch up. We'll explain all these things. Yes, this is all true. All right. That is somebody named Todd Cochran who's been running the podcast awards for a long time and and occasionally mispronounces the names of the shows, like Gilbert Gottfried. Gilbert Gottfried. Wait, was he? Now I have to remember. Is it Gilbert? I have to hear Gilbert. it. Gilbert. I have Gilbert. to hear it because I love it. Here it is. Gilbert. Here it is. Oh, yeah. Gilbert Gottfrieds. <laughs> <laughs> Never not entertaining to me. I me. don't know if that was my name he was saying. <laughs> <laughs> Somebody yesterday said I need to listen to Gilbert Gottfried's... Uh, uh, podcast because there was somebody on yesterday that I would have really liked and I don't remember what the hell was going on. Does anyone in the chat room listen to that? It's supposed to be does he, some, something was real he good. Talk in that voice for the entirety of the the podcast. Though? I don't know. That's a really great question because you rarely hear that guy out of character. The only time I've ever yeah. heard it was that time you and I were watching. Well, we all were, were watching Film Sack for um Ford Fair the Ford Fairlane movie. Oh right, right. And yeah. he just kept a real low normal tone in that movie, and I'd never heard him do that before. And so yeah. one would assume uh, that if you're going to do a podcast and it's any kind of long form, you can't be screaming the whole time. No, right? no, that's, that's gotta be hard on the hard on the ears. It's like Bobcat Goldthwait. Like if he, you know, for a while there, even when he was on talk shows, he was still doing the Bobcat Goldthwait mm-hmm. bit the yeah. voice, even like answering questions. Yeah, I got this movie coming up. <laughs> <laughs> um, but then after a while, after he started doing some serious movies, he started like, you know, it was, he was talking normal and I'm not sure what I like, uh, what I like better. Yeah. <laughs> it's hard to say. I heard him on an interview recently and he just is normal sounding ass dude. He never, yeah, never yeah, talks like that anymore. That. Well, anyway, mm-hmm. good stuff. Now this, wait, now this. This is your radio newscaster with another exclusive sensational summary of world and local events. It's the news and it's brought to you by. Ducks. Affleck. They are so weird. They are weird. It's funny you said Affleck because uh, at the lake here, I went out looking for Mendoza yesterday mm-hmm. and did some video and stuff. Can't find him. Don't know where he <laughs> oh, is. No. Okay. He seems to be missing. I haven't seen him since, let's see, two. I think it's almost been two years since I've seen hide nor hair mm-hmm. of that nasty goose. He's just not oh, no. around. So I don't know if he's or dead. Hide nor feather. Yeah, there you go. And I don't know if he's uh, dead or flown back to China because he's some Chinese knobby head goose, brand goose. Just a weird-ass yeah. goose, but he's never there anymore. But his uh, his old um, entourage is there, these three or four ducks that used to troll with him all the time. Mm-hmm. They're still there, and they still all hang out in the same little brood. His cronies? His cronies, yeah. His little nice. They do all his muscle work, I guess. I don't know. But the uh, there's a white one. 
And that's the only one. So this entire lake full of all these multicolored different, there's mallards and other, I don't know all the brand of ducks, but there's a billion, I say brand, what, what's that? Not species of duck, uh, variations of ducks. All these species. variations of ducks. Species. Okay, yeah. sure. Hundreds of them and they're all looking different and a bunch of baby, little babies right now because that's the time of the year we're in. It's super cute watching little moms, you know, ducking these ducks around. And then there's this one white one. One. That's all there is. And he is the most obnoxious duck in the world. And it makes me wonder if that's why the Aflac duck is based on a white duck. Because something genetically in that duck maybe is different than the other ducks. Because they're all just kind of going, like that. He's going, across the lake. Just constantly barking off his his annoying quack. And I don't know what's wrong with that guy. He sounds like some jerk, a drunk guy at a movie theater who laughs at everything. That's what he reminds me of. <laughs> he just wants to make sure all the other ducks know that he's here. I'm still here, everybody. I'm still here. And yeah, yeah it's super annoying. But anyway, um, we were there doing duck stuff. And like I said, he can be my wingman anytime, though. Absolutely. Two, he's got two of those. So he's got you covered on both left and right. Uh, but there's these ducks everywhere and these mama ducks and they're little tiny little baby ducks following them the mamas around. It's super cute. And we're feeding them. Uh, it's good to feed ducks peas, by the way. Ducks like the peas because really? a they, okay. if they're fresh peas. They float. These are uncooked peas like, you know, right out of the pod. Yeah, they float. Yeah. And so they're easy for them to get like bread or whatever. But unlike bread, which is full of all kinds of crap the ducks don't need. Uh, peas are a good vegetarian kind of a good food for them. So peas, everybody, if you're going to feed the ducks, give them peas. That's Don't cool. give them bread. Totally true. And do you do the frozen? Because um, this says uh, the telegraph.co.uk says use frozen peas, lettuce, or grapes cut in half instead of bread. Why frozen peas? Because algae, disease, and rats. Well, maybe they just mean it can't be mushy peas or, you know. Well, that's probably what that's they right, mean. That's right, because the Brits are all about the mushy peas. That's true. But here, like, these are just, like, we bought them at the farmer's market. They're, like, fresh peas, and they just float. Oh, cool. Anyway, they loved it. It was great. And, yes, we did appease the ducks, says Doug the Coder in the chat. Anyway, we're feeding the ducks. We're doing it. It's great, and all this is fun and everything. But the white duck starts coming over to us going, and all the other ducks are just like, oh, my gosh, what is he doing here? He comes over there, and he starts pecking on all the babies because he's a dick. Like he's, oh my gosh! They'll just be like a little brood of five duck ducklings will be around its mom, and yeah. he'll just go over there and go eh, and start pecking at him. And like they pick, I picked one up and threw it with his beak, threw a baby duck, and the mom's oh, freaking geez. out, trying to protect him and and all this. And he was just trying to get more peas. You little dick. He's a. Dick. I hope you didn't give him any peas. I hope you gave him bread. No, I think I may have <laughs> beaten him on the head with a pea, and then someone else ate it, and that was good enough for me. But he was a jerk, man. <laughs> And you got to hear this duck. I mean, I wish I had. Oh, I don't have audio of it, but uh, he's just. I should. I should have recorded it. But he's just meh, 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 just constantly yelling at all the other ducks. <laughs> just a little a hole. I hated him. Anyway, Jeez. that's that's what today's news is brought to you by. Hey Brian, check this out. Yes, yes. I played a clip yesterday. Oh yes, you did. Um, I may play it again. Let's give some context. Let's play okay, it again yeah. real quick. Here's this guy. Um. Gonna find it real fast. So people here. can't be born again, guy, right? Yeah, this is the guy. Uh, here he is. He's the fake meat guy. I'm gonna play him one more time because he's our story, our first story today. When you go to your favorite fast food restaurant, you're gonna be eating a fake hamburger. You're gonna go to the grocery store and buy a pound of fake hamburger or a fake steak, and you won't know that it was 
grown in some big corporation's laboratory. This is the nightmare world that they're taking us into. They're changing God's creation. Why? They want to change human DNA so that you can't be born again. All right, that's his. That's his. <laughs> that's his thing. Watch as I make this leap. <laughs> yeah, a couple of giant leaps. First of all, he doesn't know how DNA that's works. Right. First of all, but second right. of all, my biggest problem with it is he says you're going to go into the store and buy fake meat and and not know. No, you'll know. Yeah. No, you'll know because it'll say uh, impossible meat or regular meat. Yeah, you'll By know. And plus, it'll taste different. You're never going to be fooled into this if you don't really want the 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 meat that's made from plant products, which, by mm -hmm. the way, is not artificially made from. He makes it sound like this stuff's being mushed together from freaking skin cells and somebody's butthole. Like, that's not <laughs> what it is. Right. Um he also sounds like Dennis Hopper initially, like when at the beginning of that clip, I was like, is that Dennis Hopper? Oh, let me hear it again. When you go to your favorite fast food restaurant. Oh, my gosh, dude. <laughs> you may as well have a patch on and telling uh, Kevin Costner where to go. That's awesome. Right? Yeah, a little bit. Nice, Except he's dead. Nice call. Oh, yeah, he's dead, isn't he? <laughs> I keep forgetting he died. He he doesn't I know, seem yeah, dead. Ten years me. ago. Pop quiz, hot shot. Dennis yeah. Hopper, dead or alive? <laughs> he was only two years dead when we started the show. Think of that. Yeah. Wow. Uh, Actually, no, less than a year dead. He was started in 2011, didn't we? Uh, yeah. Oh, yeah. So less than a year, yeah, right? He died in 2010. That's yeah. weird. Well, that body's probably gone now. Probably all yeah. eaten up by worms the fake and stuff. Meat. Yeah, the fake meat. <laughs> uh, but anyway, so uh, I take issue with that, first of all. But sure. you're going to go into the sure. store and be duped into getting a steak that's not real steak. No, you'll, you'll know the entire time, you big dick. Okay, Grown second of in all. A lab, in some corporation's laboratory. He uh, he says we're going to be a race of soulless creatures and says end times. Uh, so who's who it is? End times broadcaster Rick Wiles. That's who this is. Warned everybody on his True News program. Mm. Uh huh. Because it's got true in the name, you know it's true. Yeah, it must be real. I mean, what? how yeah. else could it not be? Uh, he says that the rise of companies like Impossible Foods, which is developing plant-based alternatives to meat and dairy products, is part of a satanic plot to alter human DNA so that they can no longer worship God in their way. Mm -hmm. uh, God is an environmentalist, he continued. He takes this very seriously. He created this planet. He created the universe. And he's watching these Luci uh, Luciferians, which is like saying devil people, Luciferians, I guess. Yeah, sure. Like, like it's a religion. Uh, well, like it's like it's the name for the religion where you worship the devil. Oh, uh, yeah. The Luciferians. The Luciferians up the street. Don't touch. Don't, don't, don't talk to them. Uh, it says they're going to destroy this planet, destroy the animal kingdom, destroy the plant kingdom, change human DNA. Why? Because they want you to be not be born again. Uh, yeah, DNA doesn't work that way. Also, it's plant based. No. It's uh, you're, and also, why would all the animals be destroyed if you're actually not going to kill as many if you eat more plant-based right. meat right. alternatives? It makes me want to reach through the internet, <laughs> grab this guy by just one of his nipples. I don't need both. Just uh -huh. one nipple. And twist. I want to twist it so hard until his voice is in this register. Here you go. <laughs> I want it that high. Oh, That's okay. how high I want it. And wow. then, right. And then I'll let go. It's fine. But then, but, but he'll never, he'll never not forget. He'll always remember our time together if I'm able to do that to him for his dumb ideas. Okay. Perfect. That's what Perfect. I want to do. I like that idea. I think it's, uh, I think it's a very good idea. I freaking hate it. Uh, moving on. <laughs> I feel like these people, and some people say, oh, you're just signal boosting his stupid ideas. No, I'm calling him out. Yeah, exactly. 
Yeah. Notice we didn't get, oh, I guess we did say his name, but notice we're not saying his name anymore, so people can't, we're not giving him any more promotion. Yeah. And even if we did, he's an idiot. Yeah. Uh, OJ Simpson's on Twitter, speaking of idiots. Uh, <laughs> okay. Murderous idiots, actually. Um, <laughs> he says on his uh, first Twitter post, he did a little video accompanying it. Uh, so far, he thinks video is the way you do everything, because <laughs> that's all he's mm. done is video posts. Okay. Um, right. He says he's got a little get, he's got a little getting even to do. He says. Oh. Yeah. Ooh, maybe that's not the phrase that uh, that he should use. Yeah. <laughs> Seems kind of crazy, but this is more than a year after his release from prison. O.J. Simpson launched his new Twitter account Friday. It's up to like seven hundred thousand followers or something like that. Mm. Um. With a selfie video where she says he's got little getting even to do. Hey, Twitter world, this is yours truly coming soon to Twitter. You'll get to read all my thoughts and opinions on just about everything, says Simpson, age 71, surrounded by greenery outdoors. <laughs> just about everything. I'll yeah. bet there's one topic that you won't offer your thoughts and opinions on. Probably not. <laughs> just one. Just one topic that's just about. Yeah. But it got me thinking about, like, when it first happened, I went, how is it possible that, like, a murderer, a guy who... Like, straight up killed people, all right? Yeah, yeah. Is on Twitter and gets all these followings. And then it occurred to me, nobody's following him because they're like, oh, the juice. Tell me yeah, about your right. 1976 exactly. run with the Raiders or whatever the hell he played. I don't remember who he played. Tell for. me about your Heisman Trophy. Yeah, yeah. nobody cares about that. No one's going to talk. Oh, speaking of Arnold Palmer, he used to do commercials with him. Remember that? He used to do... Uh, oh, really? What was the car, car commercials? Uh Hertz rent a car commercials. Together. Oh, right. When he was running through the airport. Yes. Mm -hmm. Right. Yeah. They used mm -hmm. to go back and forth. They were like this weird little tag team. That's right. Anyway, yes. uh, it is, uh, by the way, his photo is a badly lit picture of him in a suit and an open collar. The banner photo is an old image of Simpsons Buffalo Bills. Number 32. Oh, it was the Bills. 32 wow. jersey and helmet. The account, which is located, uh, is location tagged in Vegas, is authentic. Confirmed Simpsons attorney Malcolm Laverne. Malcolm Laverne. Uh, he tells hashtag, <laughs> hashtag still out looking for the real killer. <laughs> <laughs> if I did it, I would have done this. He said, or whatever. Remember that right. book he wrote? <laughs> if I had done it, this if is I had done this it, is yeah. how I. What a oh, dude! He he literally stabbed two people to their deaths, nearly severed the head of his ex-wife. Mm -hmm. He's a terrible person. Yeah. Also, Bill yeah. Cosby's tweeting from jail. He sent some weird, creepy. Oh. Build your fam, keep your families close. We're all about positive family, like whatever. He sends this from his freaking jail. Like what the crap, yeah, that's dude? The people I'm not uh, wanting to get uh, advice from. Yeah. I guess you know OJ's an influencer now, right? So he's an influencer. Uh -huh. Great, <laughs> that's what we need. Here, I'll tell you what yeah. Cosby said yesterday. He said, "Um, oh my gosh," he says, "Hey, hey, hey." So he invoked no, a little... Oh, uh, really? Yep. Like playing up the Fat Albert. Yep. Uh, he says, hey, 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 it's America's dad. No, <laughs> no, we're, I think we're done with that. You're not America's dad anymore, dude. Yeah, that's... Uh... You're America's rapist <laughs> at the moment. Um, I know it's late, right. but all of the... says, but to all of the dads, it's an honor to be called father. So let's make today a renewed oath of fulfilling our purpose, strengthening our families and communities. But don't don't rape people or give them drugs to have them pass out so that you can then rape them. How about that? That's a good idea. Yeah, how about I'm so bummed that we never got a Charles Manson uh, Twitter account. Yeah, it's too bad, right? It's too bad. Yeah, we talk about the ultimate influencer. Yeah, he's out of there. He's unfortunately, gone. Unfortunately, he never, he never did that before he passed away. Um, Sidian. I know yeah, Sidian. I'm not yes. going to bring it up, but you're right. If I say it, I'll get emails and I'm not in the mood. 
Well, but, but he's right. He and I agree 100% on that. List. He's just he's just the in chief. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> All right, you guys heard Brian said it. I didn't say it. So, All I said was er, er. Yeah, Brian said er. You can catch him er. on Twitter at Coverville. <laughs> Uh, all right. Well, anyway, whatever. OJ Simpson's not going to do anything but annoy me there. I'm, I can't follow that. Probably people shouldn't follow him because what's the point? You know what I hate? I hate people who cut in front of me in traffic. <laughs> <laughs> makes me worst. so mad. Hashtag blessed. And then the next one would be, uh, <laughs> man, I went to Target today. Saw a guy that looked just like Ron Goldman. Hashtag blessed. <laughs> Freaking Happy Father's Day, everybody. <laughs> can't do it, dude. Hey, it could be worse. Uh, he could, this guy could have a cabinet position, so be glad he's just on Twitter. Um, check this out. This would have been a nightmare. Oh, before I okay. bring this up, did you see that video? I couldn't even talk to Carter about it because it was so bad, but there's a video floating around of somebody was filming while they were having like severe turbulence, and it was mm-hmm. so bad that the flight attendant and the big drink cart, which were right mm-hmm. there in the middle of the thing, it bounced up so hard the drink cart smashed into the ceiling, came down, oh. and drinks went everywhere. Obviously, everybody's all soaking wet, but it was that bad. Oh my gosh! To to lift that, I mean, that drink cart's heavy. That yeah. is like a yeah a tank. Yeah, it's bad. I would have freaked Jeez. out. And there are people. Okay, yeah, in the... maybe I'm glad you didn't show it to her right before the uh, right before her flight. Yeah, and uh, as Captain Kipper put it, ten P Opal injured. He means people. oh no, P Opals were injured. Yeah, P Opals, P Opels were injured. Um, oh, there's oh, the Captain the Kipper has the video. You should probably watch this. It is, it's, it's automatically playing, and uh, this woman's smart enough. Oh my gosh! Yeah, <laughs> just dumps, dumps all that stuff all Can over. Can you everybody. believe that? She's smart enough to put a park on. Yeah. Oh, now she starts praying. Yeah, right. she's and look at them all just dripping. She's she's very wow. upset. Nobody's happy about this. Yeah, I'm surprised they had the drink card out because usually when the turbulence starts, Oof. the captain says. You know, all right, uh, flight attendants uh, prepare for turbulence and they wheel everything back and the flight attendants get in the jump seats and stuff like that. Maybe it was just really sudden or something like happens, happens so quick that uh, they didn't, they didn't have time to react, but that's just freaking out. Oh yeah. You can even see that the, uh, the cart is kind of upended uh, (laughs) at the end of the video there. Like, <laughs> yeah, he didn't go right back down and just sit. Just, just two creamer, please. Thanks. Just two. <laughs> Only needed the two. You know, I didn't have to work that hard to find the tomato juice. Next time, I'll just get a. I'll just get. You could have just told me you don't have any Coke Zero. That would have been right. fine. That would have been okay. Ten people injured though. Uh, nobody severely hurt, but uh, still, wow. that's pretty Jeez. gnarly. Okay. Well, now there's this one. Guy hit his flight attendant and then barfed. This is hmm. a, this is a thing. An Indiana uh, man. You always barf first and then hit the attendant. Barf, ah. then hit. Yes. B&H, we call it. <laughs> uh, an Indiana man, uh, known only as Indiana Mike Pence. Man. No, it's not Mike Pence. Um, <laughs> is facing federal charges after allegedly causing a disturbance and striking an attendant on a Paris-bound flight from Indianapolis. He was on his way to Paris. Five-page complaint filed in federal court in Detroit. Charges that Ian Robert James Morin... We'd like to change that to moron. Mm-hmm. Uh, with interference with a flight crew member and flight attendants, forcing pilots to divert the aircraft to Detroit Metro Airport. I've been there. Actually, he was heading to Paris. That might actually, it could be pronounced moron, because like uh, Pierre Cardin, that's oh. spelled D-I-N. So oh, yeah, it could be. Yeah, well, then I, he has, That's an I that's pronounced ah. I'm so going to call be. him moron. I have no problem doing that. 
Uh, it says here, an FBI agent involved in the case said the 21-year-old passenger began yelling and acting erratically about 40 minutes into the Delta flight. As the crew tried to calm him down, it took a violent end um, or turn. Moron, moron, whatever, hit one of the flight attendants with an open hand to the left side of her throat mm. near her carter, uh, uh, car- carotid or... or-, or- <laughs> Okay, let me try that again. Her carotid artery. artery. I still said artery. <laughs> artery. Oh, my artery. gosh. Get that word out, Scott. Uh, the agent said according yeah, to documents. Right in the neck? Yeah, right in the freaking neck, dude. Oh, jeez. Uh, oh, OJ just retweeted this article, by the way. Oh, that's great. Great. <laughs> I knew we could count on him for the good content. Yeah, that's right. Uh, let's see. Uh, Morin continued to yell and attempted to hit the flight attendant again. During the altercation, he barfed. He's just like fighting him and then went. (laughs) Can't stand violence. Yeah, yeah, totally. Can't stand his own violence. Uh, Airline employee and passengers helped restrain him and uh, they got him down there into Detroit. Uh, The uh, aircraft needed a cleaning following the incident. Well, duh. Um, He was released on $10,000 unsecured bond. I don't know what that means. What's the difference? Unsecured versus secured. What's that mean? No idea. I've only been in jail just the once, so I don't remember. The differences between the two bonds. If I, I hope, I mean, that's a bad thing to have on your bucket list, but maybe I'll go to jail one day. I don't know. <laughs> Is that kind of a hope? Nah, not really a hope. I'm sure you could go to like uh, one of those uh, jail museums and see what it's like. You know, have them close the door and you know. Put I you did in do a that. Now you say that. Outfit. I did yeah. do that. I did that at uh, uh, Alcatraz. So I did do that. Well, there you go. Where they have you going with the audio it? thing, and they shut the they shut the gates on you, and then they open them again. It wasn't like that Brady Bunch episode where the the guy then ran off with all your like kept you in the cell and then ran off with all your stuff. No, I don't remember that. Was that a yeah? Thing? That was when they went to the Grand Canyon, I think. Oh my god! And they found the ghost town and uh, and this old miner guy. Oh yeah, well, once you try stepping in, see what it's like being in jail. And <laughs> and uh, they all got in the jail cell. And then he locked it, and he drove off in the the family truckster <laughs> in the uh, the station wagon. I don't remember any of that. And I think yeah. he I think he had a change of heart and came back, if I remember correctly. It's been a while since I've seen that episode, but is it uh is it in the seasons where they you know the tiki and the Hawaii and all that? It was yeah, because remember the, every season they had like a big trip, uh, like either it was the the tiki one or they went to the amusement park. Right, they that, had like a family that, uh, vacation episode all the Mr. time. Mr. Brady was done exactly, and there were always two parters. Yeah, yeah, that's dumb. Isn't that dumb? Oh, that's it's dumb. Mr. Howell. That's right. It was. Uh, that's right. What's his was, name? Was, uh, what's his face? Bill uh, Burbank. Thurston. Bob Burbank the third. Bill. <laughs> Jim Backus. Jim Backus. Jim, Jim, Jim Backus. Jim Backus. Right, and he was the old miner. No, <laughs> 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 I'll get you on these shelves. <laughs> <laughs> Mr. Magoo. This is who that was. That's right. That's exactly who it was. Oh, great. Someone captured me to trying to pronounce corroded artery. <laughs> Let's see what it sounds like. Okay. Here we go. Okay, there's no sound. I don't know why. Or, or, okay. Carotid artery. Okay, let me try that again. I could not get that out, dude. Oh, that's fantastic. Okay. Uh, oh yeah, BioCal. BioCal found a, a JPEG of the Brady family in jail. You look at that and you can hear the. This is a little discordant and sad. Yeah. I haven't watched a Brady Bench episode since I was like twelve. 
I feel like they, I uh, should go back. I if should... you get the terrestrial TV, which, yeah. you know, when we cut the cable, we started just doing the terrestrial uh, for the local antenna stuff. Mm -hmm. And uh, there's a whole channel that does nothing but show old um, old sitcoms like that. And so you catch it once in a while, that'll be on? And you catch it once in a while, exactly. Yes. That's not a bad thing to have on the background. I wouldn't mind No, it kind, of, it kind of isn't, you know? No. I, like when I'm cooking or something, I don't want, uh, if the news isn't on, then I'll put on something like that, just that, you know, just for the noise, but nothing I have to pay attention to. Yeah. And uh, Did Sam and, uh, and the maid ever get ma married? Did it ever happen, I Sam the Butcher? they probably did in one of the later reboot or sequel shows like the Brady's or okay. seven brides for seven Brady's or whatever the, <laughs> that a the thing? Brady's or, that wasn't yeah, they, a were, thing. they were well seven brides for seven Brady's wasn't but there was a there was a, a serious drama show called the Brady's where it was all of the really all of them except for Jan if I remember correctly somebody somebody decided they didn't want to be involved let me look that up yeah oh my gosh Yes, the Brady's. American like the 90s, comedy right, drama. Yeah. Uh, Late 80s, maybe 80s. Yeah, uh, 1990. Because Robert Reed, okay, because I was going to say Robert Reed died pretty right around that time. And it was like a, yeah, comedy drama series aired on CBS from mm -hmm. February to March. It didn't make it a month. <laughs> aired from February 28th to March 1st. Yep. Wow. <laughs> Uh, it was very yeah. short-lived. There was also a short-lived 81 sitcom called The Brady Brides. That's the one you're thinking with the brides. That's the one I was thinking. Okay, so there really was a Brady Brides. All right. I was... <laughs> weird. That's, That's so funny. weird And then, then of course, the, the, uh, the variety show, which is the one that... That's the one I think that Marsha opted out of. Or no, Jan opted out of that one, but she was around for the Brady's. Wow. Maybe. Oh, I can't remember. Do you want to hear the pilot synopsis? Can I just read yes. this to you? Yes. Oh, please. The pilot synopsis of The Brady's. Uh, this is what it went like. Okay, here we go. Bobby, now a race car driver, Bobby. Uh, makes it to the Nashville 500, where he is in a serious car wreck and paralyzed from the waist down. Jeez, mm. that got dark fast, wow. didn't it? Wow, yeah. <laughs> 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 It says Marsha and her husband Wally, who lost another job, and their children, oh, Wally. Uh, are living with Mike and Carol. Peter breaks up with his business-minded fiance Valerie, played by Mary Corderay, Cordery, and becomes okay. a playboy. So now, so now you got Peter being a playboy there. And then Jan and her husband Philip, Philip are attempting <laughs> to get pregnant. Do we get to see that? Jeez. Um, Greg following, sorry, Greg following Bobby's car wreck considers going back to medical school and changing his specialty to orthopedics. That mm. sounds like shit. It does. Uh, Martha Quinn, a VJ Martha Quinn from the early days of MTV was mm -hmm. Bobby's wife. Was oh, that who that is? Yep. And Jonathan Taylor Thomas <laughs> was Greg's son. <laughs> All right. Right on. Right and Marsha, yeah, Marsha was not, um... Uh, Marine McCormick. Right. Uh, she did not come back for this. She saw this coming a mile away and said, "Yeah, nope." <laughs> uh, what I didn't know is that at the age of eighty-eight, uh, Ann B. Davis finally died. Yeah, she was Colorado too. She yeah. was. Uh, she was a. Uh, uh, she was from here. Uh, Twenty. Or oh, you're right. She was born in New York, but quickly immediately moved to Colorado. It's like a. Yeah. It's like my wife. She was born. My wife was born in. No one ever knows this, but she was born in Nashville. But she immediately went home to Mississippi and grew up there. But she's technically from Nashville. So take mm -hmm. that, everybody. 
Anyway, she died in San Antonio, Texas. Go Spurs. All right, moving on. Uh, that was in just 2014. That wasn't that long ago. Oh. Right, no, yeah, it was, it was fairly recent. Do you think people who ever said Ambie Davis is now Ambie dead? Oh, that's terrible. That's terrible. Oh, that's geez. terrible. I should be yelled at for that. I should have emails. People should be pissed. <laughs> you should tweet at me. The chat room right now should erupt in anger like it's bad. Yes. But I just Too soon, Scott. No, I, I think that's just, that's just becoming a title. Yeah, Ambie I think Davis. it just might be a title and we're already through it. Yes. Uh, we're going to take a break. When we come back, we're going to make some things with Bill. I assume Yay. I haven't heard from Bill. I assume we're good. Oh yeah, I can show. I can show uh, something I finally finished. Oh, super happy about it. Uh, hold on, someone's texting me. Make sure it's not one of them. Okay. No, it's not. We're good. Uh, I can't make it on the show today. Sorry. <laughs> and then Justin R. Young will be here. He'll be here a little later. Uh, before all that, though, a musical interlude from the stylings of Coverville himself, Mr. Brian Ebbett. Sounds good. You ready to rock, Scott? Are you ready to Are you ready to rock? Always Come ready. Salt Lake. Always ready. Uh, Andreas, the Greek from Seattle, one of the many, many Seattle Greeks, yep. um, is recommending one of his absolute favorite metal artists for Indian in the Middle. Um, it's a guy whose stage name is Silent Fall, um, but his real name is Jay. He also happens to be Andreas's five-year-old son's school teacher, and he influences kids with his amazing music. Um, this, this absolutely rocks. This is, uh, from the album or is it just a single? Nope. It's from the silent fall album, which you can find on Bandcamp. Uh, make sure to check it out. It's spelled with two L's. No, it's just one L silent fall. Mm. Um, well, that'd be three L's technically, (laughs) uh, just came out. Here's the song one ninety one.
Okay, hold on a second. We got to take a minute and talk about our new friends at Original Grain, the premier maker of wood and steel watches. This episode is brought to you them by them rather. With an unwavering commitment to authenticity, innovation, and next-level craftsmanship, Original Grain is a world-class creator of one-of-a-kind timepieces. I'm wearing one right now. Can you hear it? Hold on. Hear it? Can you hear it? Oh, it's beautiful. I wish you could see how beautiful it was, everyone listening at home, because it's really pretty. Brian and I both got one, and we really like these. Uh, Original Grain has some of the most unique watches you've ever seen, and it's certainly the most unique gift you can give this Father's Day. Each original grain watch tells a story, like the Whiskey Collection, the only watch handcrafted with genuine reclaimed bourbon barrels built right into the watch. I think that's what I got. I'm pretty sure that's the one I got. Uh, Or the New York Yankees watch, which are made with reclaimed wood from 1923 Yankee Stadium wooden seats. It's not only a timepiece, it's a piece of time. I really like this watch. I mean, I haven't worn a fancy-looking watch in a very long time, and suddenly I look way cooler than I probably have any uh, right to look. You could, too. An original grain watch is the perfect gift for dad or anyone in your life who appreciates good quality, good craftsmanship, and style. And original grain watches start at just $169 with free shipping worldwide and easy returns. Plus, original grain plants a tree for every watch sold. They planted over a half a million trees so far. Yours could be the next one. Literally planting a tree for the next bunch of wood they're going to need down the road. Anyway, we've got a special deal for our listeners. For a limited time, you can save 25% off your order at OriginalGrain.com, but only when you use your code TMS at checkout. You've got to do that part. OriginalGrain.com and the checkout code TMS. Some exclusions apply. See the website for details. Original Grain watches are absolutely gorgeous. They really are beautiful. And they have an incredible, unique selection of stylus watches for both men and women. Visit OriginalGrain.com to see for yourself. And again, be sure to use that code TMS at checkout and save 25% from your order. And we thank Original Grain for sponsoring today's show. You know what's good about that surprise story? When she farts, it's going to smell like southern fried chicken. You hold that in your heart. Meeting up with strangers and grinding and farming. Check between the sausage and the bun. This is the morning stream. We're back, everybody. Welcome back to the program. Let's get Bill in here and see. Check his oil. Let's check his oil. Yes. Uh, Check it. Check it. Check his oil. Wait a minute. Why won't he? Oh. I meant to do this before the song or the break ended, but I didn't. All right, he's being added now. That means that uh, he's going to be Johnny on the spot because he always is. He's always much faster than I am. So here's this. But Bill just isn't thinking about danger. You know Bill. You love Bill. It's Bill Duran from PunishProps.com joining us as he does most Tuesdays. Hi, Bill. Good morning. Hello. Uh, you can check my oil, check my oil, but it's up to you to find where my dipstick is. Whoa! Hey, <laughs> hey! They're connected by a thin layer of love. Hey, Bill, welcome to the show. It's nice to see you, man. How's how's your week gone since we talked to you? Last? Uh pretty good actually. Oh. Um, I I uh, just went in a hot tub this morning, so oh nice, feeling pretty fantastic. Color me jealous. That sounds that mm-hmm. sounds real good actually. I could use. I've got this weird uh, rear rib thing happening. And I don't know what happened. I got hurt doing something, and it just is killing me. And you know what would fix that? A morning in the hot, hot tub. tub. That would do it. Mm-hmm. 
Yep. Wait, where do you go then? You got like a gym or something, or what are you doing there? I have I have my ways. I think you have a neighbor who has a hot tub, and there's some uh, shenanigans going on there. That's what I think. <laughs> a little swapperino, if you know. That's what all I'm I saying. want to say about that. All right, fair enough. I uh, prefer to remain mysterious. Wonderful. <laughs> uh, Bill's here as he always is to talk about making cool stuff in the world of making things. Uh, oh, by the way, what did you think? I haven't been able to see it yet, but how's that new? Um, Adam Savage show. I heard good things. Oh my god, it's so cool. Yeah. He made a titanium Iron Man. Yeah, and wore it. Actual titanium, yeah. Uh I've I've got to touch it. Yeah. <laughs> it's, it's great. It's that <laughs> seems really cool. I need to catch up and see that episode. I'm super glad to have that brand of thing. Mm -hmm. Excuse me, back on on the air cuz I feel like Mythbusters left a big hole, you know? Yeah, yeah. Other, there are other shows that kind of do some similar stuff and poke around in that zone, but it's not the same. So uh, having the uh, the Adam Meister himself behind that is is pretty rad. Mm -hmm. um, I wanted to get that out of the way before we ask you what you built this week yeah, that we can talk yeah. about. What'd you build? Uh, I did something Brian might be a little excited about. Let's I see. also did an Iron Man project. It's not titanium. It's mm -hmm. <laughs> oh, okay. so Last week, I had a bit of a Tony Stark mustache going on, and the reason is I made his uh, Mark 50 arc reactor Whoa. from Endgame and Infinity War, the same one. Is it the uh, one that's floating in the, the little thing at the end? I don't want to give anything away, but is it <clears throat> is it that one? It's like the little memorial thing at the end with the deal? Pro that's probably the one. Okay. Yeah. All right. Fair enough. Uh, I don't think he had time to make a new one <laughs> <laughs> at the end there. Yeah. Uh, anyway, anyway, I've made a 3D model. I 3D modeled the whole thing in uh, Fusion 360. Uh, I designed it in two parts, so it's got a cavity to put electronics in it. Oh, and uh, those files, if you want to print your own, I put them up on PunishProps.com. So oh, nice. for free, people want to go uh, 3D print their own Mark 50 Arc Reactor. Can you show me? Available. Can you tell me what you're showing this on your phone? Like, what's this app you're using on your phone to do this? Um. So I modeled everything using Autodesk's three, uh, Fusion 360, but they have an app on your phone so that you can view those files to show clients or, or whatever. Oh, that's so cool. So it's like a 3D model viewer, yeah. Yeah, that's awesome. Okay. It's pretty It's pretty handy. And uh, what, and this is just a traditional 3D print file. You you, you poop mm -hmm. it out, and then, then you got to do all your finish work on it. That is correct. Mm -hmm. uh, but Brian, if you want to 3D print your own arc reactor... The files are there for you. Nice. I totally do. Um, speaking, and I think I showed this when it was in pieces, but here is the finish. Yeah. Finished, uh, Mondashan from the fifth element with the rub and buff and yes. all the pieces uh, painted and glued oh, That's on so good. You know, there's a sexy little redhead in there. Amazing. There is, exactly. <laughs> multipass. Yeah, multipass. That's awesome. Uh, hold that one up one more that time. Looks, Can you hold that that one looks more time? really, really good. Thanks. Yeah. yeah. Awesome. The rub and buff stuff, I swear that thing, mate, that it. it elevates a model so quickly and it's, it's so barkers, easy to work yeah. with yeah. yeah that looks That's like so it's cool. made out of metal you did a killer job on it mm -hmm. yeah. thanks so yeah the the undercoat of primer and sanding and then an undercoat of black before i did the uh uh the rub and buff definitely helps with those edges like getting the the color and i owe it all to bill learning yeah. this, this technique from bill so you mm. could do the same thing with an arc reactor. You know what I could use this morning? <laughs> right. I just realized I could use a hot tub and a rub and buff, if you know what I'm mm -hmm. saying. Oh, hey yeah. Oh, yeah. Hey a rub, rub and buff in the hot tub. So, <laughs> just anyway, anyway, I printed yeah. I printed my arc reactor using the Form 2 SLA 3D printer. Mm. Uh, so this is resin and lasers, so a liquid resin. 
Um, compared to most FDM machines, this is just a ridiculous amount of fidelity. Uh, so other than cleaning up areas where the support material touched the model, mm -hmm. I didn't even sand it. I just, <laughs> I just painted it. Yeah, <laughs> it you see, amazing. you're doing the back end of it here on the sandpaper, but just so you can get rid of the, mm -hmm. where, where, it, uh, I guess where it was mounted. Is that your yep. printer or, you, or do you co-op that thing or what's the deal with that? Well, uh, that one is mine. Okay. Yeah. All right. Yep. And that, I assume that's a much, like if, if you're in a, you know, obviously you're in a business where that sort of stuff makes sense, but for the average 3D printer person, it, it, is that a huge expense to jump to something like that and go to a resin printer or what? It's quite a jump up, although I will say it's it's worth it um, if if you can swing it. Uh, that that printer by itself costs I think thirty five hundred bucks, although they have a new one, so that one's going to drop in price I think. Mm. Uh, but the uh, printing material is about one hundred and twenty bucks a liter. Ooh. And that'll print wow. about the same amount as a roll of filament, which you can get for 20 bucks. So the, the cost in printing is drastically higher. So I don't use that machine to print everything, but for small, highly detailed things like my arc reactor, mm -hmm. it was the obvious choice. Nice. Okay. I uh, started, or I kickstarted. Um, I have no idea when it's actually going to get delivered. I think it's supposed to deliver in the fall, but it's a, uh, a, a, entry level resin printer called Ooh. longer okay um they have 10 days to go on their kickstarter it is the yeah it's an sla 3d resin printer and uh super early birds are gone but um i, I got in for 199 bucks and it's oh, it's not you know it's not gonna i'm not gonna be making any arc reactor size stuff it's probably gonna be like uh four inch by four inch you know four inch cube um stuff but you know, jewelry and little parts and pieces that uh, yeah, little figures, mm -hmm. little figures. It's going to be perfect. No, for that. resin is yeah. awesome in general. It's mm -hmm. cool. Like we used yeah. to work with China to build some stuff when I worked for a company, and we used to build resin stuff over there, and everything looked better than all the alternatives. Like you could do, we could have done um, porcelain or all these different kind of materials, mm -hmm. and none of them looked as good as resin did. Yeah, yeah. So, so uh, the sort of uh, uh, showcase part of this. Um, arc reactor is I put an EL panel in there so it's an electroluminescent panel it's mm. about a four inch square piece of material and when you run power through it the entire thing lights up blue uh, what's really cool about this panel is so long as you don't disconnect any of the panel from the power you can cut it to any shape and it will still light up so I was able to cut it to the sort of Superman logo looking shape that Tony Stark designed into his thing there uh, and then just slide it right in and then I had a little grate that went over it and that was the whole uh, light up process it was actually quite simple wow That's cool uh, so yeah the only real challenge was powering it there's a battery pack for it so I had to uh, cut a hole in my shirt and run wires through my shirt down to my pocket where I had the battery. That's oh, a, is it a fairly yeah. large battery uh, to power that thing? Yeah it, well it's not too bad it's two AAA batteries. Okay. Um, they do make battery holders that run off of the smaller coin cells. Mm -hmm. uh, if I had got my hands on one of those, I might have been able to build it right into the arc reactor, but I didn't. Yeah. 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 I was going to ask if those watch uh, batteries would work, but it sounds like they would, but it'd be a little bit more. Uh, cool. Yeah, I just needed the right the right battery holder. Right, right. And what's cool is that it gives it off like gives it a, a solid glow as opposed to like if you did LEDs where it'd be yeah. really bright in some places, but then... Yeah, LEDs are great. They're far brighter than EL panels. The problem is you end up with really hot spots, uh, and if you don't have a lot of room, and I, I was working with like a 
centimeter worth of space here. If you don't have a lot of room, you can't get those LEDs away from the material they're shining through, so mm -hmm. they don't get diffused. They're really, really hot. Oh. Uh, but also, the EL panel was ridiculously simple to wire up. It's just two wires sticking out the back of it. Do you and um, let's see, I'm, I'm watching you attach it to the shirt. Is that a permanent attachment, or can you move that? Well, around? the hole the hole is permanent. I did have to cut a hole in there. Yeah. Um, but the uh, attachment is just with magnets. So there's okay. a panel that goes inside the shirt and the arc reactor magnets uh, to the front of the shirt. Okay. All right. That makes sense. So you could, I mean, it's not so permanent that you could toss that shirt and do a, a different shirt or whatever. Yeah. Uh, yeah. It, it, so w were you ever tempted to just make this look really good under a shirt like he wears his a lot? Uh, I thought about that, but I spent so much time 3D modeling all the details in that thing. <laughs> yeah, I know. <laughs> I it would seem a shame, it. right? Yeah, it would be a shame to cover it up. That's true. Yeah. Yeah, it's pretty. But and also, you know, I'm. I don't know. You'd probably be willing, at least for photos or something. But you ought to put that attached to your skin, you know? Just oh, you could totally. Uh, hiding the wire would be difficult. Uh, <laughs> not not impossible. No. Um, but I could totally, totally stick that to my chest. It's, uh, it's really rad, man. Yeah. It's, this may be one of my favorite things I've seen you do recently. It looks really good. It's mm -hmm. super fun. Yeah. Uh, that can be found at punishprops.com and, of course, on the YouTube channel, yes. which we just watched it on yeah. there on the, on the stream. Uh, Bill, anything else this week that you can leave us with? Um, yeah, I've got a fun project or video for everyone to check out. Um, also, remember to at punishprops.com, free files to download and print your own arc reactor if you want to do that. Pretty good. Anyway, yeah. uh, Paul Jackman uh, of Jackman Makes, he likes to make things bigger than normal. Mm. And he made a hand plane that's gigantic. And I'm putting a link in the chat. Yeah. Um, so if you look up Jackman Works hand plane, <laughs> you'll find it. And when I say look bigger, I mean like, I mean like ten times bigger than a normal hand. Yeah, plane. It's, it's like the ridiculous. size of a of a red wagon, like a like a yeah. uh, a flexible flyer. <laughs> it takes two people to use it. It's it you can use it. It is a functioning hand plane. It just takes more than one person to hold it. <laughs> so the point is just you know to make a over large thing that's normally small, right? That's the idea. Because yes. I, but I'm, I bet if you had a big piece of wood and you wanted to plane the surface of it, you know, you could just do it in one pass. Yeah, it, it appears it works. <laughs> like straight up, it's it's like functional yeah. in the way that it's supposed to be, but just large. See, I love that kind of thing. I like yeah. things that are way over. I like when I was a kid, I obsessed and obsessed until I could find one of those giant oversized pencils. I wanted yeah. it so bad. One that's mm -hmm. like this big. But I'm also obsessed about miniatures, so I don't. I'm not obsessed about normal sized anything. I want tiny stuff, or I want giant stuff. Yes. I don't know why that is. I'm sure it's a common thing somewhere in here. I've got stuff like that, and I can't find it. But this is totally my jam, and uh, <laughs> oh, it works too. Look at him using it. Yeah. Oh well, uh, Marco Terenzi is a, an artist who makes very small hand planes. So if you want to go to the other side of the spectrum. Up Marco Terenzi. Is this a trend? <laughs> is this a thing I can find more of? Like people are making jumbo things or tiny things and stuff like that? I don't know how you would find it um, other than just finding people who are doing this sort of stuff. <laughs> That's really cool. But um, I'll put a link in the chat to Marco's page. Uh, oh. He does miniature tools and they're incredible. I'm like in, I'm into ridiculously it. miniature. Oh, look at that little anvil. Uh-huh. Oh. <laughs> That's so cool. Yeah. All right. Oh, and the tiny axe next to the quarter. Yep. Shit. I like I like the smaller stuff way better than the big stuff. <laughs> <laughs> 
I mean, Captain <laughs> Kipper says neat, but honestly useless. Yeah, no. The neat well, is yeah. the part. That's the important part. Nobody's yeah. gonna chop a Everything, tree down. That describes everything I build. Yeah. And even functionally those, useless, but still pretty neat. Yeah. <laughs> but like the ball peen hammer even has like the little the chalk of wood that splits or I'm sorry, the chalk of metal that splits the wood the wood to hold the uh, the hammer end on there. Yeah. Mm -hmm. I, I, I'm all yeah. in on this stuff, man. God, it's, that vice is nice too. Makes Please. me want to do stuff. And then I won't. I'll just make podcasts. Uh, hey, Bill, it's a pleasure to see you and have you and uh, bring you here as always. Uh, Chinbeard on Twitter. Of course, PunishProps.com is the place to go. Something rad's being built probably right now that you'll get to see next week. So probably check it out. Build her in. Have a fantastic day. And thanks for Bye. hanging out with us. Thank you, Bill. Bye, see Bill. <laughs> oh, very good. He's uh, a good man, that Bill. Man, that's cool. I love little oh, stuff cool. like that. Yeah. Oh, my dream job would be to work on like a set of uh, like claymation animation where they have really realistic sets and just mm -hmm. build little tables and plates and chairs. How cool and, would that be? Yeah. Dude, so rad. That'd be awesome. All right. Um, I'll get over myself. Let's call Justin. <laughs> I don't have to think about this anymore. Justin Robert Young coming on in. to Give us his hot takes on whatever it is we talk about today. Here's his theme. These are their stories. Do, do, diddly, diddly. Oh, I'm terrible with names. Justin Robert Young in the thick of the Democratic hoo-ha dealio happening right now. I don't know what that means, but it's uh, Justin. Hi, Justin. Welcome. Oh, can't hear He's muted. Mutation. Works for everyone else. <laughs> He's muted. All right, how about oh, now? Oh, now we hear there you. There we go. Yep, yep. there you are. Hi. Yeah, one of those... Random switches to push the talk thing. Yeah, I know. You love those. You love them, you hate them. Mm -hmm. You're also a little quiet, and I have you at max, and I don't know why that is. But uh, Ooh, look at the new program. screen, though. What a, what a great program. Schmancy. Whoa, look at that cool... Yeah, look at your cool uh, thing over there. What is that? Is that a screen? Oh, this little thing? Yeah. This little... Oh, this little thing? Yeah. Oh, this little thing? Yeah. That's cool. Uh, no, I uh, uh, got uh, the word from uh, uh, Darren Kitchen. Uh, he was moving out of his studio in downtown Oakland, and he's like, hey, look, I got a bunch of stuff that I am too lazy to list on Craigslist. So uh, if you just go ahead and take your pick before I liquidate the rest of it. And wow. so I saw this uh, stand-up monitor, and I'm like, ah, I can figure out something to do with that. Yeah. <laughs> Who made you the cool the neon 3D logo thing? That's rad. That is something a, a, a Diamond Club member named Vulcan did the actual animation, mm -hmm. and then ICU did the uh, the five-hour YouTube video that I am now Chromecasting to the monitor. So, <laughs> so I, that's I just on a five-hour loop? That's great. Five-hour loop. That's great. Five-hour loop on YouTube. I mean, this is like cool. the jankiest of janks, but uh, for that's now, it's have. working. Um, mm -hmm. I, I don't know exactly what I'll do eventually with it. I, I would like to have it be a more interactive uh, part of the set, but, mm -hmm. but sure. for now, it, it's bringing a little bit of a cyberpunk vibe that I'm kind of digging. Do you worry that when you get anything from Darren Kitchen that it's been hacked to like capture your body waves <laughs> and like transmit your brain to some secret hideout somewhere? Like I I hang out with him too much that at this point I just assume he knows all of my biometrics. <laughs> like he's reading all of my emails, okay. he knows uh, my entire uh, evacuation schedule. Okay. At some point he's just going to ask me if I'm hydrating enough. <laughs> okay. All right, yeah, no. If you hang out with a guy long enough, it's no big deal, but that guy's too smart about hack stuff. It would scare me to death. But that's awesome. Nice nice touch in the studio there. 
so Justin, uh, we are uh, we are ever closer today. I, I heard today officially Trump starts his campaign today. Today's the day. Is that Today true? Today is the kickoff of uh, Donald Trump is going to officially announce his candidacy uh, to run in 2020. Not that he particularly stopped running for president once he won the presidency in 2016. Uh, but, you know, there was some interesting stuff I was reading today. Uh, analytics have been a, uh, an increasingly huge part of politics and specifically micro-targeting since Obama in 2008 really, uh, uh, you know, uh, utilized Facebook in a way that uh, a lot of people hadn't, which it's like, it's funny because in political circles, people act like Barack Obama, like, oh my God, the the, the genius of the Obama campaign. Like, they used Facebook advertising. Yeah. Like it's not, it's, yeah. it, it's, it's not like they just used the product the way it was designed to be used. It just hadn't been used in politics before. And uh, that is really the big focus for Trump this time. His new campaign manager, is Brad Parscale, who ran his digital operation, which might have been the only thing that wound up being more professional than it should have been on that campaign. Everything else was fairly ramshackle duct tape and bubblegum. Mm -hmm. But uh, uh, the the Facebook targeting was very good, uh, as, as was kind of evidenced by the turnout. And so now he's the big boss. And apparently they got 100,000... Are you guys hearing an echo? I am now. Yeah, just as you were saying that, I was hearing the echo. Oh, I'm not hearing uh, it at all. At the all moment. right, here. Uh, uh, fill for two seconds. It's, right. it's gone now, so I think it might have just been a temporary Discord okay. glitch. Yeah. All right. Should be okay. So uh, uh, he is announcing today at the Amway Center in Orlando, Florida. That seats ten or sorry, 20,000 people. They got 100,000 requests to uh, get a ticket inside that event, according to campaign reporting. Everybody who requested to go had to give their zip code, a working email, and a working phone number uh, so they can be tracked, basically, and they can be activated. They can uh, be, be let know. They can be fed the right messages. They can, uh, you know, this is the future of campaigning. Uh, I'm sure everybody at this point, especially in this audience, has probably gotten the text messages from the the campaign volunteers uh, uh you know are you are you in for i mean out here it's uh kamala harris uh, has a big thing i know everybody in texas really got uh pelted with beto uh, text messaging advertisements but right uh, that's that's a new fascinating uh campaign front where actual volunteers the way they get around that is actual volunteers are emailing you mm. it's or sorry text messaging you it is basically a phone bank where they are, that is a real person texting you uh, saying, hey, are you in for blank? Now they're copying and pasting the messaging, but it's not a robot, which is crazy. Right, that is crazy. It's a, it's weirdly grassroots, but te uh, the technology is, is, is high, but so is the grassroots effort of it is high, which is kind of a weird combination. Like you can't just automate this stuff with robots or else you're screwed. Or at least I think you're more screwed. Well, no, that that like violates mass texting. Well, that too. Yeah. Laws. Yeah. Yeah. But also, uh, it just wouldn't work. People would hear it and go, "Yeah, whatever. It's a robot. Like, don't care enough to talk to me." Like having actual volunteers call you is just going to be a more. Oh no no no! But this isn't calling. This is this is texting. This is just saying like, "Are uh, you in for Bernie?" Oh, I see. Uh, and and so they're copying and pasting and texting and and sending it, but when you respond and as you know kind of the memes have sort of been been born where people are now getting snarky with what they think is a robot and then a real person is like oh okay sorry we'll take you off the list yeah i i uh am i wrong to just like i never 
how do I explain this? I don't ever want to have, I don't want to be on anybody's list. Not because it's annoying or not because I'm, you know, I, I don't want to check my phone all the time. Not like that. Yeah. I just, I know what I'm, I know what I know and I don't need them to talk to me. So, so in other words, if I'm evaluating candidates on whatever side of whatever, whatever the issues are, whatever the votes for or, or whatever the, the candidate is, I don't need them to text me about it. And if I was going to go to a thing where it was 10,000 people capacity and everybody who wanted to get in there had to give a working phone number and text, I'd say, oh, well, I don't want to go that bad then. You know what I mean? I don't <laughs> want you texting me. Why would I want that? I don't want that. You don't, you're not going to tell me anything I can't find out for myself. Yeah, but th this event is not for, I mean, although I, I can't imagine you uh, being less excited for an event than the Donald Trump 2020 <laughs> election uh, announcement. Yeah. Right. Well, that's why I was being, uh, that's why I was being more, I was being more generalized about it because well, but, but of even, course, but even then, but, but even then, I mean, this is not for people like us. It's probably not for most people in this audience, although maybe some, these are for diehards, people who are really, 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 really <clears throat> excited about this candidate or any candidate that, that, uh, you know, has a venue like this, that they're looking to fill out. But more than that, it is a data gathering organization. So if you are a diehard and you do want to be alerted whenever uh, there is uh, uh, some new piece of news or a new opportunity to donate, uh, then that's for you. Yeah, I guess so. I mean, I know that's for people, but I just cannot imagine a scenario where I want that. The only time I want text. Oh, I can't imagine going to political events. Right. I, I cover politics for a living. I love <laughs> politics. The concept of anybody going to a political event seems bizarre to me. Yeah. Like it just it's it's like whatever. It's the same sub speech. You can look it up on YouTube. <laughs> uh, you know who cares? They're, they're going to play some dumb song. Although apparently Andrew Yang is now coming out to Return of the Mac, which I think <laughs> really. Uh, a theme song of all time. Wow, that's awesome. But, <laughs> but other than that, yeah, I mean, I don't know. They seem like boring, crappy events. Uh, do you? Uh, so this thing he's doing in Florida is his big kickoff. Yeah. Uh, he spent a hundred days there last year, so clearly has an interest in Florida. Florida continues to be the battleground state it always was. Um, so he, yeah, although that that's going to be it, it's um, a very interesting state in 2020. Number one, it's a must win for Trump. Yeah. Like if Trump does not win Florida, like there were, there were a few battlegrounds and then there's like kind of must win battlegrounds uh, based on the map. Uh, oh, Dr. Bird's here. Um, and, and Florida is a must win battleground for Trump that has had a lot of demographic changes. You know, uh, when the hurricane hit Puerto Rico, you had a lot of Puerto Rican uh, of, of citizens. Man, I, guess I was going to call them refugees, but I guess technically they're refugees if they're like leaving one place and going to another, even though it's the same country. Hmm. Uh, but they all they, they they decamped to Florida, right? And uh, so now there's a a a huge demographic influx of Puerto Ricans, which uh, by and large tend to be uh, Democrat in general, probably anti-Trump in specific, considering some of the feelings toward him in Puerto Rico. So Orlando and specifically Orange County and and uh, Volusia County around there, those are going to be big key places that he is going to have to win because that's where a lot of uh, the, the, the Puerto Rican community is settled. Right. Do you, what do you make of his 4th of July thing where he's going to make that? Uh, didn't he do this last year? I feel like everyone's freaking out about he's going to make it about himself and he's speaking and he's, it turned into a party for Trump instead of celebrating the country. I feel like that happened last year. 
So I don't know why everyone's freaking about it this year. That's probably just because that's the cycle, and I'm being naive when I say that. But is there anything specific about this Fourth of July thing that that anyone should care about? I mean, probably not. I I don't even know what you're talking. About. <laughs> so supposedly, let's see if I can find it. I mean, I just I, I, I keep I, seeing right. this. You 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 look for whatever this thing that you're freaking out about. I'm not <laughs> freaking out about it. I'm not freaking I'm just, out about I'm just it. Saying, uh, Captain Kipper asks how gerrymandered is Florida. Remember that gerrymandering is only really a factor in uh, house races. That's where the districts are drawn up and then gerrymandered to uh, only include the demographics that are likely to vote for you in statewide races. And effectively, a presidential election is a series of statewide races. Then you're not dealing with gerrymandering because you're not looking at the. Uh, at, at things being counted up county by county base or a, a, a district by district. It's county by county. All right. Here it is. The Guardian. I'll just use their version of the story, but it's kind of everywhere. Trump's 4th of July plans spark alarm. Whatever. Uh, it says here, Donald Trump's plans to speak at the 4th of July celebration in, in Washington has set off bells over the prospect of politicizing the most sacred of American holidays. Uh, the president is politicizing this, blah, blah, blah. Let's see. He's going to be at the Lincoln Memorial. This is where this is happening. And he's going to do some big uh, thing. He tweeted, hold the date. I'll be having another uh, one of the biggest gatherings in the history of Washington, D.C. on July 4th. It will be called a salute to America and will be held at the Lincoln Memorial. Major fireworks display, entertainment, and an address from your favorite president, me. Mm-hmm. Uh, <laughs> so that's, that's all. But everyone's I'm just trying to figure out where everyone's freaking out about it. I'm not even freaking out about it. I still don't understand why it's a big deal. Isn't this a thing... It happens all the time. Like, don't these guys get up and make it seem like the fourth's a bigger deal than it is? Or to be honest, I don't even really. I don't keep. I mean, I guess the only thing that holiday-related things that I know the president does every year is he does the turkey pardon. Uh, but other than that, I don't know. I guess they have a Christmas party. Yeah, do the they egg light roll. a tree. They do they that. Yeah, light a tree. they light a they tree. They do an egg roll mm-hmm. for Easter. Uh, egg roll. Yeah, the egg roll. Um, but other than that, I don't. I don't. Uh, I don't know. If you were to ask me, put a gun to my head and say, uh, "How did the last four presidents celebrate Fourth of July's?" Uh, I would. You would. You'd see my brain splattered across. <laughs> the wall. Yeah, you probably wouldn't. <laughs> wouldn't know. Okay, so let me ask you this: Do you think this is just a this is a hypothetical? Do you think when they told the president that he's in charge of a of an Easter morning egg roll, do you think he thought it was like an egg roll like you'd get on a plate from a Chinese restaurant? Can I get and- some can I get some Ugu Gai Pan with that? <laughs> yeah. Uh, Brian's Brian does a pretty good Trump. I just let's put I that think out he there. just I think he just very slyly pulled out a packet of sweet and sour sauce that he's had in- <laughs> <laughs> for over fifty years. That seems Back fair. That seems fair. And then they said, not that kind of egg roll. And then he very casually put it back. So let's, can we do we just a quick pulse check um, yeah. on leaders in the primary side of things for the Democrats? Like the, it feels like Elizabeth Warren's gaining traction. Uh, she is. Uh, why is that, do you suppose? What's that about? She was the first person to call for impeachment. Uh, that was really the inciting incident to her poll numbers turning around. Uh, a lot of people, for whatever reason, the, the the reporting on it has seemed to center around like, oh, she has so many proposals. And she certainly has. But she's been putting out proposals the entire time she's been running it. It hasn't done anything for her numbers. Uh, when she was the first person after the, the Mueller report came out, to say that Donald Trump should be impeached, that turned around her numbers. So obviously there is a segment of the Democratic primary electorate that has responded very well to that. She's done very well in Iowa. 
she apparently hired a very good staff at Iowa as well, so that might uh, affect there. But really, here's your trend lines. Okay. Uh, uh, especially in Iowa, Biden, who has been the far and away like prohibitive favorite in the early going, he was up by, you know, he was up into the 30s where nobody else was really cracking the mid-teens. Uh, he has come back down to earth a little bit. He had two uh, uh, issues, one where he flipped on a, a thing called the Hyde Amendment, and the other was he had been describing China as not a threat to America's uh, economic future, and he flipped on that as well. Mm. Uh, so he's had a bit of a rocky, uh, you know, considering everything has been uh, sunshine and rainbows for him up till this point, a bit of a rocky couple weeks. Elizabeth Warren has surged. Bernie has kind of just been doing the Bernie thing uh, of, you know, he's got his hardcores, but he hasn't really moved up, which is slightly troubling for him, considering he does need to build a coalition if he wants to win. Uh, but then other than that, Mayor Pete has also surged and uh, uh, bet 2.0 uh, as, uh, you know, the sequel. Not much uh, more compelling than the original, uh, considering he rebooted his, it rebooted his campaign and that effectively has only meant that he's just going to repeat what Elizabeth Warren said two weeks ago. Do not bet on Beto. That's what you're saying. Is that what I'm hearing? Uh, yeah. Uh, okay. uh, uh, I I have long been bearish on Beto. I thought that he ran uh, a, a terrible last final month of his campaign in Texas. Yeah. Uh, I thought he was uh, bad debating. Uh, I thought that his success had as, just as much to do with the fact that Ted Cruz is not as popular, uh, even with Republicans in Texas, as people might think. And uh, him running for president has uh, demonstrated that uh, I do not believe he is ready for this level of competition. Yeah, Ted Cruz is kind of a goblin. I think it was that was working against him. Not so much that Beto was the reason. I kind of had that. Same. Well, I mean, I think that Beto was a great blank slate. Mm -hmm. Like Beto looked like the guy where it's like, oh, who's the guy to turn Texas blue? And it's like, oh, this dude seems like he just walked out of of a of a, of a really hip. Texas uh, uh, craft beer uh, brewery, and uh, he's got a great recommendation on a mixtape. Yeah. Right? <laughs> and it's like, that looked like new Texas. It looked like liberal Texas. Uh, uh, Ted Cruz, obviously, is somebody that's a controversial figure, not only nationally, but also within the state of Texas. So the, the question for Beto is, after running a very close statewide race, should he have run for president or should he have run for Senate again? Because... John Cornyn, the other senator, Republican senator from Texas, is up in 2020. So should he have done that? Mm, maybe. At this point, maybe. You know, if you could turn back time, you, you, you know, if you're Beto, you might have thought hard about that. How does the rest of that song go? If I could, if turn, I could turn back, back time. time. If, if I, I could find a way. There it is. I there knew is. you'd have it. Yeah, of course yeah. you'd have it. Justin has all the answers. <laughs> uh, well, all right. Well, there's our update. There's our political update for the week, everybody, uh, with Justin Robert Young, who probably has more happening this week than any of us because he's a hardworking man. Justin, what can people look forward to from Justin Robert Young? Hey, if you like politics and you're anywhere in the Northern California area, well, then I got a live show coming up at the end of the month. It is June 29th. That is a Saturday. Normally, I've done these things on Thursdays, on Wednesdays, because it's cheaper to get the venue. No, 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 no. Now we are going big. Prime time, baby. Come on and hang out June 29th at the Piano Fight Theater in San Francisco. And by the way, that's Pride Weekend in San Francisco. It is a great weekend to be in the city. It is super fun. 
Uh, so uh, do yourself a favor. Come on out. Uh, the parade's on Sunday. Come see me on Saturday. We'll all hang out, grab some drinks, and have a good time. The show is called Can I Finish? It is going to be me making fun of the debates that just happened in Miami. Yeah. So we'll have all sorts of uh, fun clips and sounds from the debates that literally will have happened the night before and the night before that. And some classic uh, uh, debate gaffes and clips as well. It'll be, re I guarantee you, it's going to be a blast. So go ahead and get your tickets. Bit.ly slash PX number three, June. Again, that is bit.ly slash PX number three, June. You have no excuse if you live in the area. If you live outside the area, you should also go. Justin Robert that's Young. That's also an excuse. Yeah, that's also an excuse. <laughs> Justin Robert Young, everybody. Uh, check him out. Justin R. Young on Twitter. We'll see you later. All right. Brian? Yes, sir. Yes. <laughs> <laughs> I had to crank him up so much, I had to change volume on a lot of things. I'm going to fix that real fast here. It's here so we weird go. that video... I don't know what happened to uh, Discord in the last week. Some update, obviously, because I do remember an update getting installed. But I lose, I lose your video about. Uh, I don't know. It freezes, right? Like show. it freezes oh, for a second. It freezes and then it just, it just goes black. It just turns black. I have no idea. And I get Bill, and I see his video, but then, yeah, it's really. Weird. Are you saying that video turns black? It's not supposed to be black. It's not supposed to be black. Yeah. Yes, that's exactly right. what I'm saying. Well, poop. That's not yeah. what I, I don't like that. Maybe it's but, something with the way I'm configured. I'll, I'll have to dink around with it. Because as far as I know, nobody else is seeing me freeze or disappear. So maybe just no, me, exactly. me and you think. I don't know. Yeah. If, if it's just me, that's that's fine because people need to see the show and they can see the show. And if it, you know, if, uh, uh, if there's one person that it should happen to, it's me. Yeah, I agree. <laughs> uh, but also I'd feel bad if it was just you. But uh, if it is just you, then we'll live with it. Hey, look at this. Uh, we got a, a mashup. I'm going to play it. It's uh, apparently me playing RE2 last week. So okay. this is the time. If your kids are there, just know there are a few S-bombs coming be, your way. We will hear shit potatoes. Yeah. Uh, it's almost a guarantee. You're not going to hear any F-bombs. I don't do those. They're just not natural to my speaking. Uh, yeah. Imagine if they were. Boy, would we be screwed. So, Boy, howdy. Yeah, it'd be real bad. Uh, but I want you to enjoy <laughs> this. This is apparently me being an idiot again. Here it is. Enjoy. I got me a Chrysler. It seats about 20. So come on and bring your... Oh! Me said all me shite. <laughs> Let's play this video game. It sure is shite. For shit's sakes. <laughs> double tap, double tap. It's not doing anything. There's trash bags all over the place. The wall looks like shit, doesn't it? Well, that is some poor <laughs> shit. <laughs> oh, no, no, no. This is shit. <laughs> ah! Oh! In the nuts, right in the anus, in the anus. I'm coming down to get my scepter. <laughs> you better run. <laughs> Holy shit. Look at his weird anus. The weird little anus. I got the thing. <laughs> I'm yelling timber. I don't even know if I want to go up that way. Shit. Shit. Balls. Oh! First aid spray. Sure like me some first aid spray occasionally. Nasty. <laughs> No, what was it? Shit. Hate these. Where am I putting this stuff in my butthole? Oh, frick! Oh, gosh dang it. <laughs> you better not need an herb for that, you clumsy dip. Shit. Oh, hello. <laughs> Shit. <laughs> ah! What do I do with him? <laughs> Run like a motherfucker. Go, 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 go. <laughs> I don't like Mr. X already. Run! Is X gonna give it to me? I don't think I can do it with him. <laughs> ah! Ah! 
I can't do it. Oh, he can come in here. Shit. Ow. I'm not kidding you guys, it'll kill me, I can't do it. Oh, I'm freaking out right now, I'm freaking out. I had to quit that day. <laughs> Did you really? Like a half an hour early oh because God. he scared me so bad. Yeah, I, it sounded like once you realized he could come in the room, was that the that was the, the point? That well, <laughs> somebody had said anywhere that there was a save typewriter, you know how those Resident Evil games had those old typewriters you'd yes, save on? Yes, and, herbs and save typewriters, yeah, you gotta love it. And someone yeah. said, well, anytime there's a save room, meaning there's a typewriter, he can't come in there. But it's not true. He followed me into this room that had a typewriter, the main hall of the police station. So that rule is non-existent, or maybe that's the only exception. But I believe those people, and he came in there anyway. And it's just scary. <laughs> I think a little pee came out. That's a good one. I like that one a lot. I also like the really close to an F-bomb, but I think it was Fulcher. Yeah, I mean, or f other uh, Fulcher. Fludgers or something like that. Well, something like that. Yeah, yes. not quite I, fly. That. I don't usually go full F-bomb, but uh, no, these, no. Games, these games come close. They get me there. Uh -huh. All right. We're done with the show. We are grateful to have had you all here listening and being a part of it. Thank you to those who support us at our Patreon, patreon.com slash TMS. We were a early uh, Patreon, one of the first to come out of the gate, and uh, we're still there, and we need your help. So head on over there, patreon.com slash TMS. If you're looking for our email, our phone number, our Twitter accounts, our Reddit page, all that stuff, I got good news. It's at one simple link, frogpants.com slash TMS. All right, we got to go. Brian, play a song. Oh, yay. This one's going out to Dustin from Delton. Dustin from Delton. I love that that rhymes. Mm. He says, hey, since I'm turning the even number of 40 this year, I wanted to hear a song. Hopefully this one that I just heard recently. If not, Brian has my blessing to find a great song of its likes that I might find awesome as well. Uh, love you guys. Uh, love all you guys do. Keep it up. And hopefully Scott can find Daryl's Cursing of Daylight Savings Time before he plays the song. P.S. Scott, I know you're a busy guy. Please don't forget to add the song. Oh, <laughs> Sorry, yeah. Dustin. Thanks, Dustin. You won't ever get uh any any break from that by the way yeah no i don't understand it either because they know i don't well i guess he doesn't know if you're going to play this on pm or not so i guess that's right, fair but right. i oh, don't true, yeah. if it's pm sometimes i've forgotten i have a new system and i haven't forgotten since you'll notice in the last two weeks i haven't forgotten it's been very good, but on yes. regular days i never forget because part of the process is right in front of my face so just <laughs> i understand but you don't have to tell me anymore everybody it's all good right yeah uh, all right. The song is a uh, cover of Blue on Black, originally done by Kenny Wayne Shepherd, covered here beautifully by Five Finger Death Punch. These guys rocked it. This one is, um, uh, you know, it's it's in the ballpark of that great disturbed cover of Sounds of Silence. Mm -hmm. It's not as good as that. Mm -hmm. Well, in my opinion, but it's really good. Uh, Jackalope Ashley is laughing about Kenny Wayne Shepherd. All right, well, laugh, laugh all you want, Jackalope Ashley. All right, laugh all sure. you want. This one comes from their uh, album last year called "And Justice for None." Here's Five Finger Death Punch and Blue on Black. All right, as I get ready to play that, I will now fill, fulfill their other request, which was this thing from Daryl. Here you go. Thanks a lot, time change. It's the middle of the night that I'm going to work now. Yeah, that's as cranky as he gets. <laughs> it's cranky. Yeah. Cranky Daryl, I think, is the best Daryl. He'll drop you an F-bomb. He'll give you one of those. All right. Uh, here's that song. I love Five Finger, and so will you, everyone. Thanks for joining us. We'll be back tomorrow with another episode of the show. We'll see you then.
This show is part of the Frog Pants Network. Frog Pants Network. Get more shows like this at frogpants.com. I like your floor. <laughs>